Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm William. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons. And today we're covering the Arcane Archer. One, two, three, four. Welcome, adventurers, to the Dungeon Cast. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How you doing today? I'm ready to fire weapons at range into my foes. Are you firing weapons or are you firing arrows? Are arrows weapons? They are munitions. Because when I think of a weapon, I, I like I think of the bow. The bow is the, the weapon is and the, the arrow is the munition. Okay. Yeah. Throw me for a loop there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will fire the bow and it will launch an arrow. That's right? true. So. Yeah, I guess, it, no, it still works. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> the summer of the Artificer was awesome, but intense. And let's be honest, uh, way too hot. And a little confusing. Yes. <laughs> it's time to cool off and get back to basics with a fighter subclass we should have done a long time ago. But True. You, but you know what? There are a lot of topics in D&D, and we have done an episode uh, every week for about six years now. Yep, and never got to it. You never got to it. And we yeah. still have a near unending amount of stuff to cover. I think we only have a couple of repeats, like Demogorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon. Um, um, Beholders we revisited. Beholders. Yeah. A couple, a couple here and there, but for the most when part, Tasha's came out. We had to redo some class stuff. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but the, but that was kind of new content, right? Tasha's Either way, forgive us for being late. It is time to talk about and build a couple of arcane archers. Let's do it. <laughs> An arcane archer studies a unique elven method of archery that weaves magic into attacks to produce supernatural effects. Arcane archers are some of the most elite warriors among the elves. They stand watch over the fringes of elven domains, keeping a keen eye out for trespassers, using magic-infused arrows to defeat monsters and invaders before they can reach elven settlements. Over the centuries, the methods of these elf archers have been learned by members of other races who can also balance arcane aptitude with archery. Hell yeah. So at level three, um, you get the feature called Arcane Archer Lore. You learn magical theory of some of the secrets or some of the secrets of nature. Typically for practitioners of this elven martial tradition, you choose uh, to gain proficiency in either the arcana or nature skill, and you choose to learn either the prestidigitation or druidcraft cantrip. That's pretty cool yeah, flavor. So free get, cantrip. Get one of the best uh, cantrips in the game right there. Yeah. Uh, you also get Arcane Shot. So this is like your bread and butter. Uh, at third level, you learn to unleash special magical effects with some of your shots. When you gain this feature, you learn two Arcane Shot options of your choice. Uh, see the Arcane Shot options below. We will we will get to that. Uh, once per turn, when you fire an arrow from a short or long bow as part of... So you can't use a crossbow? Uh, as a part of an attack action, you can apply one of your Arcane Shot options to that arrow. You decide to use the option when the arrow hits, unless the option doesn't involve an attack roll. You have two uses of this ability, and you regain all expended uses of it when you finish a short or long rest. Now, this is one of the most common complaints that I've heard about when it comes to this subclass is this twice a day thing. Okay. Um, it this class came out. This subclass came out before Tasha's, and before uh, they almost started universally to implement this idea proficiency of bonus tie proficiency bonus, anchoring all your resources to that. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it would start off as two. But, you know, then by level, what is it, four, it's at three, and by level seven, it's at four, or however the yeah, progression goes. Yeah, that's an easy change to make. I think so. And then that's probably one of the first that I would make. Um, 
that that and like I think they're they're moving away from the idea of the short rest these days because you find out no one's using them. <laughs> I know, right? It's hard to to implement them. In. Yeah, it's for the long crawls. Mm-hmm. I feel like short rest is better in like because we recently played fourth edition. Mm-hmm. It's like way more useful for short resting. Yeah, also it helps that in fourth edition a short rest is five minutes. <laughs> yeah, and then if you have a party a party member that's like a warlock mm-hmm. and they are like, no, I need to take a break, mm-hmm. then you're taking short rest. Yeah. And, and I think also, since we're on the subject, the the idea behind uh, limiting abilities to a short rest is you're you're trying to limit it so that people use something once per combat encounter, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't get to use it a bunch of times per combat encounter. Right. In that case, why don't you just use the language like once per encounter or or uh, change short rests down to five minutes and then have all things tied to short rests is as once per short rest that way it can only ever be once per encounter and people will take short rest because you know it's only five minutes yeah that's true like having an hour go by in a dungeon is weird because you have to like move a bunch of invisible pieces around unless you're dungeon crawling in something massive right it's just not feasible a lot more sense but yeah but i don't think most people are anyways and i do think you should be is there a mechanical reason you can't use a crossbow or is that just like part of the lore of this class i'm thinking it's the lore because they don't like if there's a mechanical reason please someone let me know in the comments because i don't know it yeah maybe the elf that knows how to teach you arcane archery can build a crossbow and then view it with the thing it needs if it's a lore thing like why not yeah yeah. if it's if it's mechanical let, let us know yeah um, you gain an additional arcane shot option of your choice when you reach certain levels in this class, 7, 10, 15, and 18. Each option also improves when you become an 18th level fighter. That's the second thing of complaint that I hear about this is these uh, arcane shots that we haven't even gotten to, uh, these options, don't scale. Because if something improves when you're level 18, like, what the fuck? Most people don't even get to that level, number one. Right. And also, like, how? Like we'll see later, but how much is it improving? Because 18th level versus the 17 levels beforehand like that's that's a huge spectrum of, of power levels yeah you need to be rolling like what 3d6 damage on stuff by then yeah at least yeah most most stuff that like scales by level it's usually like one set six level one set 12th level and one set 17th level yeah is you, but this one is for some reason 18th level probably because the fighter has so many attacks is the idea but i don't i'm not sure yeah okay anyways moving on at level 7, you get a feature called Magic Arrow. You gain the ability to infuse arrows with magic. Whenever you fire a non-magical arrow from a short or long bow, you can make it magical for the purposes of overcoming resistance and immunity to non-magical attacks and damage. The magic fades from the arrow immediately after it hits or misses its target. Uh, you get another feature at level 7, which is a good thing because that thing isn't enough to carry a single fe- like level. Yeah. yeah. Um, you get Curving Shot. So the 7th level, you learn how to direct an errant arrow towards a new target. When you make an attack roll with a magic arrow and miss, you can use a bonus action to re-roll the attack roll against a different target within 60 feet of the original target. Now, that's a cool feature. That is cool. That's cool. It's like, well, I missed this guy, so I guess I'll hit this guy instead. Like, it only never comes into play if there's only one target, but it's pretty cool. What's that movie called? Oh, my God. I knew you were going to do this. (laughs) I never saw it, but it looked like ass. It was ass. (laughs) Okay. I mean, it was probably okay. I never really watched it either. But okay. the idea was that you swing the, the idea gun really hard. was the dumbest thing I've ever fucking it heard. It was so dumb. You swing the gun so hard that the bullet did weird shit after it got fired from the chamber. I don't know. It sounds a lot like this class, though. But this is magic. It makes more sense. Magic. Yeah. Magic. In that movie, there was like weird air science or something. I'm not really sure what <laughs> like it was. Weird air science. Velocity Moving on. Science. Moving on. Yeah. Level 15. You get a feature called Ever Ready Shot. Starting at 15th level, your magical archery is available whenever a battle starts. If you roll initiative and have no use of arcane shot remaining, you gain one use of it. So this kind of is a little bit like what I suggested, but you don't get it to level 15, which most that's campaign. I mean, shit, bummer. we just we just did a three-year campaign and did the finale, and y'all were level 15. I know. I would not be interested in this if, like, yeah. that happened in my game. Like, okay, cool. Like, where the fuck was this the whole time? Yeah. Sort of idea. Yeah, seriously. No, that's an interesting thought. Maybe we'll do an episode where we have a conversation about it. Should D&D focus most of its, like, the the bits and bobs of the class in the first 10 levels? And then maybe the secondary 10 levels should be more focused on power scaling. Because, like, yeah, I see a really fucking awesome thing I could do at level 20, but I'll never get to level 20. I like the idea of having, like, I'm going to learn all these techniques and then spend the rest of these levels mastering these techniques right that's what i'm thinking like yeah yeah, adding okay you get 
you get the cool skills up front, and this mm-hmm. is the the meat and potatoes, and you can do the things the class is supposed to do early, where most mm-hmm. people play the game. Yeah. And then if you play long term, it just gets like that much better. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, now it does this one little extra thing on this. Plus more damage or whatever. Right, that makes exactly. It, so yeah. it makes it like, okay, well, that makes sense. You're like the expert now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like now you're mastering new skills that people haven't seen or whatever. Yeah. yeah definitely. Okay. Definitely. Okay. We'll have an episode where we talk about it, but yeah, that just popped in my head right now. All right, moving on. Um, arcane shot options. So these are the options that you get when at level three, and then you get to pick a few more throughout the levels. Mm-hmm. So I believe there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven different arcane options. So let me see here. So by the time you reach level 18, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, you'll you'll have all but one of them by the time you're level 18. Okay, that kind of tracks with what we were saying. Yeah. Like you're mastering more that's, and more stuff. Yeah, that's but, mostly fine. Yeah. Um, you want me to read some of these? If you want, be sure. my guest, go for it. Yeah. Um, tell me about the arcane shot options. I will tell you about the arcane shot options. The first one is banishing arrow. You use abjuration magic to try to temporarily banish your target to a harmless location in the Feywild. The creature hit by the arrow must also succeed on a charisma saving throw or be banished. While banished in this way, its speed is zero and it is incapacitated. At the end of its next turn, the target reappears in the space it vacated or in the nearest unoccupied space if that space is occupied. Does it stay in cam- incapacitated? No, I don't well, think so. Banishes. I think it just can't move around in the Feywild is what they're getting at. So it okay. doesn't fuck with the things there. I would totally have like a, a D100 uh, roll on this one. And if you roll something in like the top 5%. Something bad happens to the person while they're stuck in the Feywild for six seconds. Yeah, they get like fucking punched in the head yeah. by a satyr. Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, something. And you know, we can, and then you can have a role for that. Hey, I man, just think that'd be fun. You want to party with us? Not- hey, man, you want to party with us? <laughs> yeah, fuck this guy. Bah! Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that happened in three seconds. See? <laughs> <laughs> he comes back with a D6 of damage and yeah. a fucking well on his face. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. All right. Tell, um, me, tell me about the next one, Bray. Oh, I'm sorry. For the uh, for the banishing arrow, after you reach 18th level, uh, the target also takes 2d6 force damage when the arrow hits that's it. That's not a lot for 18th level. If that's the only... Okay, whatever. Well, if you're going from no damage to 2d6 damage, then sure, I'll take it. I guess so. Beguiling arrow, uh, but you're right. It's not a lot. Um, well, I suppose that you the, it is taking some damage because it, 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 it gets get hit by hit, the arrow. Right? So yeah. whatever the normal damage so is like plus a D8 the 2d6. if it's a longbow, right? Yeah, when they get bamfed, they... Yeah get bamfed in a bad way uh, i guess mm-hmm. okay beguiling arrow your enchantment ca- your enchantment magic causes this arrow to temporarily beguile its target the creature hit by the arrow takes an extra 2d6 psychic damage and chooses one of your allies within 30 feet of the target uh the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or it is charmed by the chosen ally until the start of your next turn this effect ends early if the chosen ally attacks the charmed target deals damage to it or forces it to make a saving throw uh okay. the psychic damage is going to increase increase to 4d6 when you reach 18th level in this class that's cool yeah seems seems yeah. cool like you just arrow. randomly charm somebody too yeah, that's, that's useful dope. Uh, then we got Bursting Arrow. You imbue your arrow with force energy drawn from the school of evocation. The arrow detonates after your attack. Immediately after the arrow hits the creature, the target and all other creatures within 10 feet of it take 2d6 force damage each. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the force mm-hmm. damage increases to 46 when you reach 18th level in this class. Enfeebling Arrow. You weave necromantic magic into your arrow. Mm. The creature hit by the arrow takes an extra 2d6 necrotic damage. The target must also succeed a con save or the damage dealt by its weapon attack is halved until the start of your next turn. So it's basically weakened, right? Yeah, enfeebling. Yeah. Uh, that necrotic damage will increase to 46 when you reach 18th level. And we have grasping arrow. When this arrow strikes its target, the conjuration magic creates grasping poisonous brambles, which wrap around the target. The creature hit by the arrow takes an extra 2d6 poison damage. Its speed is reduced by 10 feet, and it takes 2d6 slashing damage the first time on each turn it moves one foot or more without teleporting. This isn't well known, but you can't move one foot in D&D in combat. You just can't. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the target or any creature that can reach it uh, can use its action to remove the brambles with a successful strength athletics check against your arcane shot save DC. 
Otherwise, the brambles last for one minute or until you use this option again. That's probably a decent DC. It's probably like at least 14. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, that poison damage and slashing damage both increase to 46 when you reach 18th level. That seems meaningful. So I would say that this would be one of the better options if it wasn't for the poison damage bit, because at higher levels, almost everything's going to be immune to that poison damage. Uh, yeah. But, you know, being able to to lock people down, um, I mean, the speed is only being reduced by 10 feet. Mm. But 2d6 slashing every time they move. Mm. We've seen a 10-foot difference be super meaningful. That's in comments, true. Though. So it really right. just depends on Especially the Especially on big, heavy armored dudes that are slow. If they're coming <laughs> at you from far away and you're a ranged fighter, you can shoot them from far away and, and like really slow the trek down. Yeah, that's true. Like over time, that 10 feet, like over three three turns is going to matter. It's yeah. going to matter. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, uh, but uh, like we said, it all depends on the size of the battlefield. Yeah, um, true that. Or if you're trying to run away from somebody, which like we seldom ever utilize or talk about. That's but true. Probably should do so more. Yeah. I, I like the idea of setting up encounters to like make it obvious you're supposed to run away. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh fuck, no one's hitting this guy. Yeah. Oh shit, he's like two shotting people. Yeah. Time to go. Let's get out of here. Yeah. yeah. No, you, you, there's a place for that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Piercing arrow. You you use transmutation magic to give your arrow an ethereal quality. Make it look like a wiener. <laughs> when you use this option, you don't make an attack roll for the attack. Instead, the arrow fires forward in a line, which is one foot wide and 30 feet long. Before That's a long wiener. Before disappearing. <laughs> it's a glizzy arrow. The, the, the arrow passes harmlessly through objects, ignoring cover. Each creature in that line must make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes damage as if it were hit by the wiener. I mean arrow, plus an extra 1d6 piercing damage. I didn't on catch su- any of this, by the way. On a successful you- save, a target takes half as much damage. Basically, you fire a big wiener at somebody, and it hits them. They got a dex save out of the way it of it. It passes through objects. Yeah, it goes through it objects. ignores cover. Just like real wieners. <laughs> The so you can hit multiple creatures, right? Yeah. You hit multiple creatures in a line. In a line. It's like um, the spell uh, lightning, the one you take instead of fireball when you want to not be good at D&D. Wait, what are we talking about? It's a third level spell, lightning. Okay. Lightning. It's like a line. It does like similar damage to fireball. Okay. It's My like problem fi- is like, okay, so lines are the least useful of the AoEs, right? Sure are. Because nothing's ever fucking standing in a line. If you're lucky, it's two. It's two creatures. It's probably two, and you're yeah. probably at a diagonal to them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but but okay. I mean, like, better than one? 30 feet's a lot. I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, seeking, like, in a in a mob, when you're firing on mobs. Sure. You know, that's, yeah. that's a lot better for that. Uh, sorry for all the wiener talk. Seeking arrow. Use divination magic. Using divination magic, you grant your arrow the ability to seek out your target, allowing the arrow to curve and twist its path in search of its prey. When you use this option, you don't make an attack roll for the attack. Instead, you choose a creature you have seen in the past minute. The arrow flies toward that creature, moving around corners if necessary, and ignoring three-quarter cover and half cover. If the target is within the weapon's range and there is a path large enough for the arrow to travel to uh, the target, the target must make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, it takes damage as if it were hit by the arrow, plus an extra 1d6 force damage, and you learn that target's current location. On a successful save, the target takes half the damage, and you don't learn its location. You just hear them fucking scream. So this is good if you're trying to hunt somebody who is, like, close, but maybe maybe uh, too far for, for the rest of your allies. Because Okay, I'm looking up longbow range. Uh, the force damage increases to 2d6 when you reach 18th level in this class. Uh, I, think, I think it's pretty cool for... Um, like if your DM is using monsters and utilizing the hide action as like okay, a mechanical so six hundred feet. You have six hundred feet on this fucking thing. Yeah. So if like you're in the middle of the woods and like the quarry got away, so like what you, you would use this feature, shoot the arrow up into the air, and it, it, if the dude's within six hundred feet, you're gonna get him. Yeah, that six hundred foot is at disadvantage, right? It's like hundred and fifty or hundred and twenty feet for a regular shot. Yeah, but how does that how does it interact with this ability seeking arrow? It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. so like yeah. you don't have to worry about disadvantage because you're making them make a deck saving throw, and so like this this could go six hundred feet, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like that's the range, and it yeah. it yeah, you don't need to make an attack roll, so you yeah. you just have to hope they don't save it. Yeah, if you want to learn, but then you could just fire it again, right? Like, well, you only get two shots per short rest, but yeah, you could. I mean, if that's what you're doing, and, right? But and then if it hits, you know where they are, and like you leave the party there. So it's it's got some utility to it. The last one we got is shadow arrow. Mm-hmm. 
You weave illusion magic into your arrow, causing it to occlude your foe's vision with shadows. <laughs> the creature hit by the arrow takes an extra 2d6 psychic damage, and it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be unable to see anything farther than five feet away until the start of your next turn. That damage is going to increase to 46, the psychic damage, 46 when you reach 18th level. Okay, that's interesting. So when you first heard about the Arcane Archer, where you ever looked at any of it, of its stuff or what it did, what did you picture the Arcane Archer doing? Um, uh, I kind of pictured like a quiver of arrows that were imbued with magic, like in an artificery sort of vibe. Mm -hmm. And okay, you like, like Speedy from DC Comics. Okay. And he, Speedy will pull out an arrow, or, or Hawkeye, I guess is like a better touchstone these days. Hawkeye pulls out like an arrow with that does some bullshit, right? Mm -hmm. um, like that, which is sort of what this is doing. Mm, yeah, okay. But you're like learning magic to do it. So it would be like I prep arrows and I'm tracking a lot of ammunition. Um, okay, that's like interesting. I have five of these and one of these because they'll cost money or resources to make them. Or sure. you have so many per mm -hmm. fight. Yeah. Um, I I don't know when when I heard about that it was coming out I remember thinking like oh that's cool so like it'll be an archer but you can like do a lot of evocation stuff with the arrow so I'm thinking like lightning and fire and acid and cold but it's honestly it's not that it's a lot of force and a lot of psychic and um, yes I think it's cool that it has psychic because that's giving this class it's like edge you know like nothing's resisting psychic yeah like okay so mechanically speaking like it is the superior of the damage type psychic and force right right like almost nothing resists force and very few things resist psychic exactly so yeah. like that's cool but like i don't particularly care for the flavors of those damages now that's just a me thing i'm mm -hmm. sure there's plenty of people that do yeah but, i'm like, fine with it I, I i just i do think it's uh, like when i think of arcane magics i'm usually thinking of fireball and uh you know call lightning and stuff but maybe that again is just a me thing so, like, when I heard about the Arcane Archer, I thought it was going to be a little bit more of those elements, and it's not, which is it's fine, but it's definitely, it moved away from something I'd want to roll. Yeah, like, the flavor of them is, like, shadows appear and, like, fuck with your your target. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, but it's just flavored as psychic damage. I was like, all right, that's that's fine. That's, yeah. like, magical in the kind of way I'm expecting. Right. But, yes, it is a niche, like, corner of magic, and, um, you, you know, it doesn't have the spectacular, like, I thought a net arrow would be cool. <laughs> yeah sure like absolutely. an electric one like yeah. i kind of had similar thoughts i guess mm -hmm. you know like but those are the utilities that i was thinking like an arrow like a homing arrow is cool they have that mm -hmm. um like yeah net, like yeah the homing arrow, arrow the charm arrow it, the charm yeah, arrow. those are things that i would have expected yeah and I, I would just like the flavor would look different for me is like the arrow explodes and like a puff of dust and then then they make the con save mm -hmm. you know it had like a ball at the end of it full of powder Okay, so you're moving away from magic and it's just gadgetry. Sort of, but yeah. like the powder they made is like an artificery powder. Like it's a magical oh, okay. brew, a concoction. Uh, I see, I see. Like we had to boil down a um, a charm potion mm -hmm. and into a powder so I could fire it out of my arrow. Okay, that's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. But instead they're just like, bless this arrow with the power of Mistra. Pew! I guess, <laughs> like I don't know. Whatever, whatever's going on. Yeah, I was thinking more along the lines of, like, glyphs and runes and stuff. Yeah, like, but yeah. they're doing something to, like, because when they pull the arrow back and releasing it, there's something to do with the magic. Because otherwise, like, why wouldn't the crossbow work? It has well, I'm imagining, yeah, well, okay, like, why wouldn't the crossbow? You're right, you're right. Yeah, it has something to do with the way you're, like, loading it and you have your hands on it and you're firing it. Like, a rune isn't on the arrow isn't going to change whether it comes out of, like, whatever. It comes, you could yeah. throw that shit, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but no, nah, it's, it's a... It has to do with the technique of with actually firing it. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. That's what I think. No, I, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, let's build our own <gasps> after the short rest. Fuck yeah. Shout out to Demogorgon. Shout out to, shout out to, shout out to Demogorgon. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. 
Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. We've returned. Indeed we have. We're back at it again. Indeed. Check out our Kickstarter that we have active now. We do. Involving Super Quest Saga. If you're a fan of that show, you'll be happy to know that there's going to be a setting book that Will's writing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help. Indeed you are. Um, so- um, and if you are if you haven't watched that show, then you still might be interested in the source book because it's going to be a source book that is, uh, a, a, I call it, it, well, I call it, but it's science fantasy, which is like a mixture of, you know, sci-fi and high fantasy. So it's going to have a mixture of like Magitech, um, you know, high technology. There's still, you know, just normal magic and divine stuff as well. But we're talking about like galactic dragons, alien monsters, entire alien worlds. It's going to be a whole detailed galaxy um, set in the far future of D&D. That's right. It's it's a lot different than Spelljammer. It's a uh, lot different from Spelljammer, yeah. Which I'm comfortable saying now is yeah. like Spelljammer has disappointed the audience. Yeah. Uh it seems as a as a unit, mm-hmm. and uh, this is not that. And I think it's much better, honestly, than what we've like. Spelljammer is cool. I have a lot of like fun. Yeah, this will fun this will things. have rules for spacecraft travel and uh, for combat as well <laughs> between yeah. actual spaceships. Are the biggest Spelljammer complaints right now is yeah. like how the fuck do both the space boats work? They're yeah. not boats. They're actual spaceships. That's like one of the main differences too. Yeah, that's true. Um, so. Uh, playing in that setting, I can tell you it's it's fucking awesome. It's a really great setting. Thank you, man. So, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. I'm happy to uh, be involved in writing with it. You can also support us on patreon.com slash the dungeon cast where we have freed Will from his job prison and are looking to free me next. <laughs> Indeed. Please save me from corporate from the corporate lifestyle I live. <laughs> Please. Uh okay, so uh let's get into character creation. Yeah. Um I've got uh, I'm going first. You are going first. I've got Hesker Holden. Uh, a western i'm going to be playing in uh, i'm going to be a player in like a home game with our, one of my buddies who's going to dm a chaotic evil western style campaign uh where we're like train robbers and shit that's um, awesome dude so it's i made a character in that game it's a barbarian named hesker holden i'm going to convert it to the arcane archer and have a different style so my goal here was to create like the term uh sitting shotgun came from this era where you would like sit in the passenger seat on a wagon and be the lookout and like fire on fools that came to rob you um so so that's the character i'm making here uh let me break into the character sheet in a way that makes it so like i've pretty much put it together but um i'm gonna go through it step by step um so i i've chosen hesker is a uh um Let's see. Let me let me start with the race. We picked a stout halfling, um, 
We're going Arcane Archer up to level 8. Uh, for the ability scores, we are going to roll them live we on are. the show today. We so are. I'm going to go ahead and do that so I can get the character sheet finished and then go over it sort of more the way I'm used to. Okay. So I'm going to make... Um, if you will, if you wouldn't mind keeping track of the numbers for me, um, yeah, metal dice. Can you hand me a pencil and a piece of paper? Um, or I guess yeah. I'll do it on my phone. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> okay. Um, the pencil and paper is kind of far away. Yeah. All right. All right. What do we got? Stat number one. Uh, nine. I rolled, oh boy. So I we're rolling forty six and we're dropping the lowest number. I rolled three 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 two. Oh my goodness. Yes goodness indeed mm. so there's a nine uh next one oh you're doing it one at a time yeah because if i roll them all down the tower at once they like hit each other and changes the number um that is a six three two one so, so ten eleven you might want to do them multiple times man you might want to change these numbers <laughs> I don't know. I'm not uh, like we we kind of said we're not gonna play this character. Yeah, that's true. I'm just gonna like let it lie, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, five, one, four. Okay, this has got to be good. Two. All right. So another eleven. Okay, we got nine, eleven, eleven. <gasps> Two, six, one, six. Okay. So we have a fourteen. All right. That one. Okay. How many do I have left? You have two more. Okay. Okay. Six. Good start. A one. Three. Very balanced. Four. Uh, so that puts me at nine. Uh, Thirteen. Man. <laughs> Your highest is a 14, my dude. Yep. That's what we're doing here. Uh-huh. Uh, 12. Okay, so you are looking at a 9, 11, 11, 14, 13, 12. That 14 is going into decks. Yeah, going to have to. Um, A 12 in... Is strength important for Arcane Archer right now? Um, Some of the DCs might be strength. Let me pull up the stats again. Because I saw a DC... Oh, intelligence is, is more important as their secondary looks like. Yeah, your Arcane Shot DC is... Eight plus your proficiency plus your intelligence. Okay, so I'll I'll put I have two twelves, right? Mm, you have a twelve and a thirteen and a fourteen. I'll put a thirteen in intelligence, and then uh, what are my last three? I have fourteen, twelve, and thirteen assigned. Um, eleven, eleven, nine. Okay, eleven wisdom, uh, eleven strength, and nine charisma. That'll be that. Uh, not the most powerful character, but nope. uh, not bad. Not bad at anything, except um, for being cool. You're you got a nine, so you're bad at something, <laughs> right? Ex except for being cool is the oh, part. Okay. Um, I picked City Watch Investigator as my background, so you serve. I, I I'm just gonna say that Hesker used to be a sheriff mm -hmm. of a one of these western towns, mm -hmm. and has moved on from that, and is more like a mercenary taking jobs on shotgun. Okay, it's like you know, I can sit here and like fire on fools, whatever, like and, and get paid. Like, gotcha. I think the pressure of of so he went from law enforcement to law breaking. Uh, no, I don't no? think he's gonna be like he's a mercenary, but like it's sort of like a lawless country where like shipments are moving and like a uh, merchant needs a needs a bodyguard. He's essentially a bodyguard. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, my other the other version it's of a herringon. It's a herringon, right? Oh, that's right. It needs to be a herringon. Yeah, it's oh, a herringon verse. Okay, so we're changing from stout halfling to herringon right now. Let me go back and do that. <laughs> He's definitely a herringon. Change race. Thanks for reminding me. How did no I forget? No problem, man. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'll be a small herringon because I think that's funny for me to have a shotgun. I did want a crossbow. Will you DM hand wave and let me use a crossbow? Because I think that's fine. This is a dungeon cast, bro. You turn into a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a crossbow that's fashioned like a shotgun. There we go. And that's the magic of there it. There we go. That's the magic of it. I love it. All right, let's go to what's next here, and I'll look at the character sheet as a whole. Because I did, I took, I picked up a heavy crossbow, a longbow, a short bow, a short sword, and that's pretty much it. I took scale mail. I figured he'd have some decent armor from nice. like, 
you know, having to be a sheriff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my armor class ends up being a 16 in this scenario, which not is bad. not too bad. Yeah, not bad. Um, with a plus 10 initiative because I took uh, a lots of cool features on the way here. Um, so as a fighter, you get like second wind, action surge. I picked the arcane archer, right? Because that's the episode we're doing. <laughs> yeah. It'd be um, weird if you chose the champion. <laughs> I picked the druid craft because I thought it would be cool to have like the desert wind and like the sand kind of blowing. Mm-hmm. And I can give it that effect. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. And then <laughs> Absolutely. I can, I think you can also tell the weather with druid craft. So it's good for his um, his occupation to yeah. know like yeah. what's what's what the land has in store. Sure. So that I, I like the nature flavor they were kind of giving with the arcane archer, like that wood elf sort of vibe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, for arcane shots, I took beguiling arrow, seeking arrow, and piercing arrow. Um, let's see, I took the feet. I took the tough feet, so my HP is actually boosted by that. Uh, that was the last one I took. I've got seventy six hit points, so he's a sturdy. I, I originally built this character as a stout halfling. I wanted him to be really con heavy, mm-hmm. but a heron gone works just as well when you have that feet. It's it's fine. Um, what else did I take? I'm getting an extra attack. I have magic arrow, curving shot. Um, I'm getting all the heron gone stuff. Um, I'm gonna speak like the more common languages, like so I can deal yeah, with more people. It makes sense. You're a mercenary. You you want to you, you got to deal with the people you're dealing with. You know, y- yeah, that you're um, living with. Getting the hair trigger. Dude, My uh, I took alert and keen mind for feats as well. Mm-hmm. So my initiative bonus is plus 10. Oh, my gosh. Uh, hair trigger says I can add uh, my proficiency bonus to my initiative rolls. Um, so that's that you that's can what's bring- or that you do? You do. You do. So, oh like, that's goodness. what I'm bring- That's what's helping bring it up to 10. It's got a plus that's 8 crazy. plus my deck. So that's insane. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then I'm getting lucky footwork, the rabbit hop, so I can bail out of there if I need to. Um. Yeah, so alert says I gain a plus five bonus to my initiative. I can't be surprised when I'm conscious and other creatures don't gain advantage on attack rolls against me as a result of being unseen by you. So as mainly the lookout on the wagons, this is the idea here. Um, Keen Mind says increase your intelligence score by one. You always know which way is north. The number of hours left before the next sunrise or sunset, and you can accurately recall anything you have seen or heard within the past month. So I'm like a Western Sherpa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, those are very useful things to have in the Wild West. Yeah, yeah so I'm absolutely. your party's, like, I'm really good on lookout. Yeah. I'm really good at shooting people yeah. before they get to like, the You have the a cart. really good reputation. Like, most yeah. most people in look in search of a bodyguard, like, you you come highly recommended. And this is kind of like... Because fa- you have all these extra utility skills. There's, there's probably some fantasy racism involved. With like, well, he's a Ferengon, so he's lucky. Yo, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah so you got some, you got some of that going on. I, I'm proficient in the perception skill, so I've got like a fair amount of proficiencies. Thinking like Arcana, athletics, um, insight, obviously perception, and then I think I have a couple more to assign since I just switched my my race over, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have some languages to assign too, but um, I'll do that before these get posted on Patreon. So if you're a patron. At I think the five dollar level and up, you can access these character sheets after we finish them. Um, but that's it for Hesker Holden. I mean, he, I like it. He he's probably from a big family because he's a Herringon. Uh And <laughs> okay. uh, I think the look I picked a small Herringon. Uh I think the look is you like usually a, do. You usually pick the small one. Yeah, they're funnier. Uh, <laughs> Dang, <laughs> they're wearing. He's wearing. Um, I kind of like the idea of him wearing boots without soles. So, but so it looks like he's wearing boots, like Toph from Last Airbender. She looks like she's wearing shoes, but the bottoms are ripped off, so she can blind oh, sense everywhere. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. And so I can use my rabbit feet abilities more accurately, but still look like I'm wearing boots. Sure. And then like you know the dried like leather pants. And so it's weird because I'm a rabbit. So am I wearing animal skin? Uh, I guess. I mean, you're not a rabbit. You're, well, yeah. you're a herring god. I'm a herring god. Like yeah. I mean, I'm a human. I'm an animal. Yes. Yeah, so. I mean, leather is a touchy subject. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel neither one way or another about it, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, is okay. That, so it was Hesker. Hesker Holden. Hesker Holden. My Western What's he holding? He's holding the fucking thing that's going to kill anybody that tries to step, All right, baby. I like it. I like He's it. holding your life in his hands. <clears throat> okay, so our, our, my character, I'm making it up as we go. Hell yeah. While you were talking, I decided, you know what? I'm going to go Hexblood. Ooh. So all I got right now is her name is Morrigan, and she is the daughter of a bog witch. Okay. 
Okay. And uh, we're going to go from there. So uh, I chose intelligence for her weird magic. And that's going to be kind of be the thing is like, I want to go with like this arcane archer thing is, is something that she's honed herself. And it's how her hag or, or, or weird magic has expressed itself. Okay. It's like she, she's got this weird knack of being able to do weird shit with her, with her archery. Oh, and nice. she's she uh, developed, you know, archery at a young age because, you know, she's out here in the wild and, you know, they, they got to hunt for what they eat. You know what I mean? So she lives with her mother. Her name's Morgan. And she's a level seven uh, Hexblood Arcane Archer. So let's pick some of this shit. We got proficiency. So uh, animal handling. Definitely. She has experience with animals. She's out here with them all the time. Um and uh, I don't have nature as an option, so I'm gonna go with survival. Mm. She'd be out here surviving. That's a dope skill. Yeah. Uh, fighter options: archery, duh. Plus two makes sense. Why would I not do that? Um, second win, action surger. Next, martial archetype. Here we go. Arcane archer. Arcane archer. I'm gonna go the other way. I know you went with the druid craft thing. I'm going with the weird magic, and we're gonna do prestidigitation. Nice. Um, we see here. Ooh, beguiling arrow. That makes sense for like, you know. I'm sorry, I blinked. What were your options that you chose? I I did pick beguiling arrow as one of them. Let me um let me pull them back up. Yeah. Here. Um. Hmm. I have beguiling, seeking, and piercing. The idea was to like repel you know like i could beguile somebody to just leave okay i could i could seeking arrow to like um figure yeah like figure out what's around or um and then piercing arrow to like fuck somebody up gotcha yeah and that makes sense you know the bullet goes goes deep it goes straight right through three people yeah um so since we're held on since we're talking about my guy again i Mm -hmm. forgot to address like he had a he was a deputy sheriff and had an elven person train them in the ways of the arcane archer. Cause I forgot to explain how they became an arcane archer. Oh, okay. okay. They have all these natural abilities to like be good at like, you know, shooting, reading people and shooting and perception and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But the magic came from his boss. His old okay. boss. <laughs> from his boss. Yeah. Um, so I chose beguiling arrow, uh, because I think hexes, witches, charm, mm-hmm. uh, banishing arrow because of Feywild. wild. I'm thinking hexes and witches in the Fey. And then grasping arrow, which is great because it's poisonous brambles, and that that again, we're a bog witch. Yeah, that's it. cool. Like this all fits very that's well. A cool one. Uh, ability score improvement. Um, or feet. I'm gonna choose one feet because I feel like choosing two feats is disingenuous. It's very rare that a person playing a game is gonna choose two feats and not get any ability score increases. That's true. I like picking feats because it kind of covers more things that are possible with character building. So it like gets something for the audience. Yeah. So no, no, that that makes sense. Um, yeah, but real character building, I don't. I, I usually will take like a blend of feats and ability score increases because if I were to take ability score increases on this person, I would probably boost up the wisdom and the dex a little bit. Right. Um, I would only have to put a point into wisdom to boost it to a plus one, and then I would leave the charisma at a minus one. That's probably why they don't share if anymore is because they're not good at talking to people. Gotcha. So I'm going to choose the Fey Touched feet. Um, not because like, so like when I, when I see Fey Touched, I, I picture like a human gets lost in the Fey and then when they come back, they're not the same, right? Yeah. Well, she is inherently kind of like Fey adjacent. Um, so it's it's not really going to be because of that, but it's going to be because I feel like the Arcane Archer, for as cool as it, is, it is, is actually lacking in extra magic utility stuff. True. So as a Hexblood, I get the Disguise Self and the Hex Spell. As part of my my racial thing, I'm like, Me. that's cool. So Fate Touch is going to add on to that. So I get Misty Step, and then I get to choose a spell, which I am. These are level one spells, and I get to cast them without spell slots. So, okay. Um, Hunter's Mark is kind of cool. Um, just in Whispers, Detect Magic, Charm Person, mm, Hideous Laughter, Dissonant Whispers. What does that do? Let's. They hear some bullshit going yeah. on in their brain. And I'm going to do dissonant whispers and, and misty step. So, like, I have all my arcane archer stuff, but I'm also going to be able to cast misty step, hex, disguise self, and dissonant whispers. So That's now cool. I feel like I have a healthier amount of like magic going on with me. I always feel like you hear, uh, like you're hearing like Harry Potter parcel tongue when you get dissonant whispered. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's your snake speak um, in your brain. You don't. You can't understand it. 
I see if shout Yeah. Shout like that, yeah. God, that's got to be fucking... So are we tricking someone's ASMR out there right now? Yeah. <laughs> I should have a fucking snake. Watch the dungeon cast. Watch that shit. You are. Shout out to Dima Tell everybody else, shout out to Dima So my ability score improvement at level six, I'm going to leave blank for now until we've rolled my stats. Okay. And then I'll choose that. Okay. All right. So we're moving on to the next bit, which is ability scores. We're, we're rolling them. Um, I'm actually going to put in manual here so that like I can type them in. Um, yeah, you could roll on D and D Beyond oh, if you want. It, it has the option to do that, but I don't know. I feel like when I did it, uh, I tried it a couple days ago, and I got like a spread that was exactly like a standard array. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna roll these four glorious metal dice. I'm gonna roll them simultaneously into the tray. Sure, we we're doing this. So, can, can you keep track of these numbers? Please? Absolutely. Thank you very much. So the first one is I rolled a four, a three, and oh no, a one. So an eight. Eight is my first number. Rut row. Rut row indeed. Follow, ooh, followed by five four four. So that's nice. uh thirteen? Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, like not eights and sevens are all good. Yeah. Um a six, a three, and a one, so that's a ten. Okay. So I got three more numbers left. Yeah. A four, a three, and a two is a nine. Uh-oh. I'm back in danger territory. Yeah, you are. You need a good one. You I need, need good two roll. good ones, really. Oh, a good one. Six, four, four. So that's 14. Yeah. Okay. You're safe again. You're not the worst character ever. I think. Ooh. I hope you get another, like, 10 plus right now. Can, can I get a redo? <laughs> well, we have a home rule. No, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. Um, where you can drop I got the a lowest six. number. I got a six. Was your total? Was my total? Oh no. Yes. Yeah, okay. So, what's my highest? Uh, you have fourteen as your highest. What's my second highest? Thirteen. Okay. So I'm gonna do fourteen dex, thirteen intelligence. Uh, what's my next highest? Ten. Fuck. <laughs> I know it gets so bad after that. Uh, too. Well, it's got to be Constitution then, because I, I need HP. Right. Um. What's what are the next three? Just give them to me. Nine, straight. eight, and six. Nine, eight, and six. Um. Yeah, you dumb. No, wait. You took intelligence. Already. Six is definitely in charisma because she's part hag. <laughs> she ain't pretty, but it's okay. Yeah, we're fighters, man. Dumb yeah. stat, cha. Okay, so what were the other two again? Uh, you have a nine, eight, and six. Um, for the last three. I'm gonna put eight into strength. Okay. Because maybe that's like maybe she is kind of feeble. You know what I mean? Like Hexblood's got a lot a lot of like weirdness going on in in their biology. So maybe sure. she she has a little bit of a, a curse on her. Do you have uh strength uh strength necessary for firing a bow, a longbow? Cuz It doesn't you... matter cuz I'm proficient in anyways because of my class. Okay, so you can so it's even irrelevant. though if you're proficient and it says like you need a 13 strength, you're you're good. I think I'm good. I'm pretty sure proficiency I, outranks that. I don't. I forgot how that works. Honestly, and then it's and an eight if the longbow right? even has that, I don't. I think the crossbow has that. Um, I don't think it's an issue, but I'm sure they'll let us know in the comments, and then yeah. we'll know moving forward. <laughs> yeah, we're, um, we're doing this off the cuff. Right so now. my ability score increases. So my racial one. I'm going to do. Ooh, should I do the plus ones across three? I'm almost thinking I should do that. Yeah, you can get that 9 to a 10, um, and you can get that 13, 13 to, to a 14, 14, and then there's one floating, really. Which I could put into Dexterity? Um, yeah, I mean, like, you only have two odd numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I'm going to do, do three three plus ones, and it's going to be um, one in Dex. One in uh, intelligence and one in uh, wisdom to bring that wisdom up to a ten because I don't like the idea of her having a negative one to wisdom when she's like a huntress in the forest. You know? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, now let me go back to my class and I will boost dexterity up one and maybe intelligence up one. We'll see, or maybe I'll I'll do dex up two. I'm not sure. Class. Ability score improvement. Dexterity up one and I have no more odds floating around, huh? No, it's just those two. I'll just put it put it into intelligence for the theoretical later levels. Mm. All right, moving on. 
So she has ability scores of she's got a 16 in dex and a 16 in intelligence and everything else is bad. She's got a, <laughs> a, a, ten, a 10 constitution, a 10 wisdom, an 8 strength and a 6 charisma. But you know what? You're right. She's not that bad of a character. Um she just is, she just cannot make a um charisma save for life or luckily those don't come up that much. Um I'm going to give her Sylvan as a language cuz it's basically the fae language. For background, um, there's Hermit as an option. Um, Outlander. Merchant. Um, it's Fae Lost, but she never got Fae Lost. I'm going with... I mean, you could always change the flavor on Phalos to be like, I'm Faye adjacent. I'm Phajacent. I'm, I'm Phajacent. Let's see what Phalos, what it entails then, because I've never really looked at this. you get lost figure. in the Faye and you, then you pick up like traits and magic because you were like trapped there for a while. But if you're just like, you know, it, like on the bubble, sort of a similar vibe. Oh, okay. No, this fits because the Feywild connection. Your mannerisms and knowledge of Fey customs are recognized by natives of the Feywild who see you as one of their own. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So she gets a proficiency in deception that's still going to be bad. bad. But I'll also give her stealth. Okay. And a musical instrument. The war gong. No, I'm not going to give her a war gong. <laughs> Can you um, imagine that shit? Just like some what are weak bird, chick out in the woods. What are bird pipes? What are bird pipes? Uh, I don't know. I have the internet right here. Because if it sounds like birds, then I want, uh, that's the one I choose. And then uh, bird pipes, she, also can, known she can speak goblin. Bird pipes, also known as a sham, satyr pipes, pan pipes, pan flute, or syrinx. Sure. Or, I'll uh, give her bird pipes. But she can speak goblin because she... When it comes to the Fae, she deals more with like the unseely Fae than the than the seely Fae. So sure, like, she got crunchy goblins. Yeah, I got some crunchy goblins. By the way, I should give her Morgan. I'll do two ends at the end. I don't think that's your first Morgan. 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 Yeah, I don't think so. character creation. I think you've done a Morgan before. I've done. Um, gosh, what's the name of Robin Hood's uh, lover? Um, Back to the internet. <laughs> Marion. I've done a Marion. I don't know if I've done a Morrigan before. Hmm. I, I'm not saying you shouldn't. <laughs> Add items. Uh, longbow. You know what? While we're here, I'll probably look at the, the stuff about a longbow. I did forget to add my racial boosts to my stats, so I, I actually evened out okay. I kept my minus in charisma, um, but I wound up with a... Plus one to my strength, plus two to my dex, plus two con, plus two intelligence, zero oh, wisdom. Yeah, you did end up okay. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, Worked out. So the longbow does not have any type of like strength stipulation to it. Oh, okay, neat. Um, studded leather for the yeah, actually let's give her let's give her something like something that like screams like oh glamoured studded leather. What does that do? Oh, in this armor, you get a plus one bonus to AC. You can also use a bonus action to speak the armor's command word and cause the armor to assume the appearance of a normal set of clothes. Yeah, she's she has one of those. Her mom made it for her. Hell yeah. Her mom made, her mom's a bog witch. She can do that. Some fey magic. So she's got glamoured studded leather. Um, She's going to wear that shit because it's awesome. And then I'm going to get... <laughs> That'd be gonna, weird. She just carries it around. <laughs> I'm going to give her one minor wondrous item. Um, give me a word and I'll type it in and see what comes up. Um, um, a word that like relates to the stuff she is and does like Fay or I don't know. What do you got? Oh, leaf. Okay. Leaf. Let's see what comes up with leaf. Nothing came up with leaf. Ah, oh, tree. No, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Leaf. Okay. You said tree. 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 Nothing came up with tree. What <laughs> Branch. Branch. <laughs> a bell branch. What is this? A wondrous item called a bell branch. This silver implement is shaped like a tree branch and is strung with small golden bells. The branch is a spell casting focus for your spells. While you hold it, this makes sense. She has some spells. Uh, the branch has three charges and it regains uh, 1d3 expanded charges daily at dawn. As a bonus action, uh, you can expend one charge to detect the presence of aberration celestials, constructs, elementals, phase fiends, or undead in 60 feet of you. Or as an action, I, expend, I can expend one charge to cast protection from good and evil 
fuck yes. This was perfect, dude. Hell Thank yeah. you. Awesome. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yay, improv. Use. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I love this character. <laughs> it came out pretty good. She's awesome. I actually really like rolling bad stats. Yeah. It, it really it forces out. you into some corners, you know? Yeah, it does. Okay, so let's let's look at her final form. I take it back. I'm okay with rolling bad. I don't really like rolling bad. <laughs> yeah, stats, no one actually like, enjoys it. But yeah, yeah but it like... makes your character design that much more unique, especially yeah. after all this time of doing standard and going back to rolling. Yeah. Hell yeah. It was great. Yeah. So she um, she's trained in animal handling, deception, stealth, and survival. She's got a 16 AC, 46 HP. Um, she has her longbow. She's got some decent spells, man. Disguise self, dissonant whispers, hex, misty steps. She's got this really cool bell branch. Her armor is glamorous. It's glamoured, I should say. Um, I love her. You got a voice? No, but uh, her name's Morrigan, and she <laughs> she uh, her mom's a bog witch, and she she actually she doesn't want to leave. So if she does become an, this is like an NPC you'd meet, but if she did become an, an adventurer, it'd be because her mom sent her on a quest, okay. and she wants to just get this quest over so she can go home. You said your name's Morgan. No, oh, we're not doing this. Yeah, get on this here cart. And, uh, <laughs> I don't gonna, have a voice for her I'm yet. Gonna take you, you can't do this to me. I'm going to take you someplace where we can get a nice long rest. Let's take a long rest. Not in a weird way. Yes, I could, I could go for a long rest. Just for sleep. That's all I got. Let's go. Long rest. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Long Rest. This is the part of the episode we're going to ask you some fucking questions. Did you like what we did in this character creation episode? Did you like us rolling the stats? Did you like Will building it live? Or did or, you like the bell branch? Did you I like did. the bell branch? I loved it. Everybody loved that part. I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't think that's a, a consensus. I'm willing to speak for the audience on their behalf. If you want to get a hand on this ball, though, go to Patreon and subscribe. And we will ask those types of questions in there and see if there's stuff you want us to change. I mean, you could just tell us wherever. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Discord. Definitely, but like we're gonna we're gonna take the suggestion. The suggestions are gonna hit harder from patrons. So if you're on Patreon listening to this, please let us know what you want to see in character creation episodes. We'll implement those things uh, if they're cool. If they're not cool, we'll say thanks. For the idea. Um, <laughs> Jeez, but, this character has a negative two. I've never had a character with a negative two. Before. I know. I I rolled for the Hesker Holden halfling. I was telling you guys about, and I have two negative stats, and one of them is a negative two. And you really have to think about like. How bad you're gonna be at that shit? Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's part. It, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun to role play like that. Um. I'm not scared of rolling dice. That's what I do. <laughs> so, uh, if you want to support us, go to Patreon.com/slash/TheDungeonCast. Like we were just saying, we also have our Kickstarter going right now for Super Quest Saga. Drakenstar.com is where you can go to support that. We are close to 50% funded at the time of this recording. Yeah, we're very um, close. We are uh, just a just a recording note. We are away from three episodes per batch, and we're down to two episodes per batch. I think that's gonna like improve the quality impro- of the episodes. Improve the quality of the episodes. Keep us timely, so we're not like talking about stuff that's three, you know, three weeks behind or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it is. that too. Yeah. Keep things a little more succinct in those regards, uh, and I, I think it's gonna be a big improvement. Um, yeah, uh, you can check out our Discord where we have awesome stuff going on all the time with cool people that like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> There's a lot of people in there that don't listen to the Dungeon Cast. They just want a community to talk about Dungeons and Dragons with, and I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah, so, absolutely. If you guys want a cool community that is modded well, uh, mods, this is your this is your call. This is your 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 notification that I'm shouting you out. Uh, and that there are probably going to be more people joining the Discord. They do cooking contests and art contests, and there's art channels, and there's character creation channel and DM channels for help, and just talking about D&D. You can talk about the Dungeon Cast. You can talk about Super Quest Saga with like-minded people that are fans. You can talk with Will, myself, Jake Freeland. We're in there. If you tag us or whatever, we'll try to respond to you. Yeah, um, Yeah. that's that's. That's the scene there. You can check us out on social media. Um, I think it's been a few episodes since we plugged that. So uh, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. There's more. There's plans to get some of that stuff going again. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, let's see. So just spread the word. Just um, just grab rip the rip it open. Grab the eagle by the wings. Take one end and rip it across to the other end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get a friend to help you split that eagle straight in half, uh, and make a big bloody mess. Oh no. 
And just so you know, that is not the reason we got demonetized on YouTube, which it's is not. still not revolved. And also, not. I, I've already talked about this. Yeah, it's, it's not AdSense. YouTube. It's AdSense. Whatever. Um, <laughs> they're bastards. It's it's a different set of robots. <laughs> you bastard robots need to get your shit together. <laughs> Q, I'm looking at you, Q. You talked to somebody that called themselves just Q. Yeah, it was It's great. so professional. Uh, anyway, um, what is that? Is that like an IP? I mean, that like, could be uh, their name. People have very strange names nowadays, that's Brian. That's fine. I just hope it's that and not like... I, I, we'll never know. Yeah, Q who, dog? Like, what? Is it Q like Chi or like... I don't, I'm, never mind. I'm, I am pretty sure that... <laughs> I don't think they even get to choose their names. I'm pretty sure it's just an auto <laughs> See, thing. Just as bad. Like, you've been assigned a robot name for your <laughs> robot job, you and you're a person, but you're piloted by robots. It's the opposite. It's a reverse Ratatouille, but with robots. <laughs> we need to get out of this episode. All right, let's call let's it a call game. It okay. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you, guys. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.